Welcome back to the Sports and Chill Podcast. It's been a while since I've talked to you guys, and I've missed you all. And yes, I've been hearing people saying, where is the podcast? Where is it? Yes, we went on a bit of a break, but now we're back. And today I give you a special interview with Nagazi Kelado. She is a sports reporter at the Big Ten Network, and she's been through many hoops and hurdles to get to where she is now. I hope you all can take a piece away, especially if you're a young journalist trying to make your way through the industry. I hope this interview helps you out just a little bit. Here it is. I hope you enjoy it. So I started after school, I started in Twin Falls, Idaho. I don't even know it more. It's like market. I think at the time it was market 190. It's probably like market 200. It's small market. Yeah. So I went to Idaho. Um, so I was there for almost two years. And then from there, I went to um, the Raleigh-Durham market. And I was there for over three years. And then I came here. But during school, I'd worked in Fargo in a newsroom during my senior year. Um, I did some internship, I did an ESPN internship, um, I did an internship in my hometown station in Macon, Georgia. I've kind of been all over. <laughs> did you know you wanted to be in TV uh, growing up? No. I always thought growing up that I was going to be an author. I really wanted to, and I still do really want to write a book, but I was like, I love to write. Like, I had all these journals, I loved to read. And then um, when I got to college, it was first when I got into like the broadcast side of things. Mm -hmm. um, somebody recruited me at like a, like you know campus fair. Yeah. And so that's how I got into it. And I really loved it from there. Wow. You still want to be an author, mm -hmm. um, but what brought you to TV right now? It was college fair, and what else? First thing was college fair. These guys from the sports TV show on campus were like, "Hey, do you like sports?" I was like, "Yeah, I played sports in high school. I love sports." They're like, "Do you want to work on this show?" And I was a journalism major. I was in the journalism school, so it's like. That sounds pretty cool, sure. Um, so the freshman, we did this segment called Road to the Rose Bowl, and it was terrible. We were all terrible. It was like in front of a green screen. You'd break down like the big 10 games of the week, and we were all awful at it. But <laughs> the part of it that I liked was, I really liked the visual aspect of storytelling. Like I thought that was really fun, getting to work on video, having that like control, cutting your video, um, putting, a story in that form and I got hooked from there which is yeah that's like my favorite part I love like packages putting together these like human interest stories to connect sports to like bigger things in society and like real life your background your name is not typical name you see what's your nationality so the name's Nigerian okay good because I'm Niger too so okay I, I kind of knew that so okay, you're cool. like yeah okay yeah, okay cool so <laughs> being Nigerian I have this I kind of know how that is. Your parents probably, maybe they didn't know like what kind of career you could make out of sports. Mm -hmm. um, how did you go about telling them like, yo, I can make a career out of sports and this is okay, mom, like everything's yeah. good. So my dad was, he was like, look, every time I come home for like college break, you were really good at biology, you are really good at chemistry in high school, there's still time if you want to be a doctor. Mm -hmm. <laughs> like there's still time and I'm just like, I can't, like my, Brothers are in med school. My sister was pre-med at Harvard. My brother, older brother, thought he was going to be pre-med, then he went to law school. So my sister ended up being an engineer. So like, I'm kind of like the creative one in the family. Um, but I think my parents, my mom was always supportive. My mom was just kind of like, I want you to do whatever. Like my dad was supportive. He just, you know, Nigerian yeah. parents. It's like, um, yeah. I think he started to see that, like the passion and everything I had for it, and the fact that I was like going so hard for it, and like willing to go live in these small places like Idaho and like 
continue to fight for this dream and like not give up when they were really tough time and I was like broke making that money mm-hmm. that he was like okay like I know you'll be okay like for him I remember him telling me you know he's a doctor but he said I don't own a business that you can take over someday like if you know things don't go well so you're gonna have to like work really hard and so I think like he just trusted that in me and now he's seen like I'm working really hard to try to accomplish this dream and so he's like oh you're fine you know you'll be okay so I know your parents are a big inspiration for you but being a black and Nigerian in the media do you have anyone you look up to or did you, there's not really many Nigerians besides Ross um, mm-hmm. do you think that you're paving the way for other females too um, I've always said two people that I really looked up to doing this were Lisa Salters and Rachel Nichols like they were the journalists that I want to be they were you know when Rachel Nichols I first saw her when she was a reporter at ESPN um, I always admired that you know they they told the story it wasn't about them I, I just admire the way they report um, so those people over the years it's obviously grown there were some like really ter- uh, terrific writers um, at ESPN that I've and like nationally that I follow too um, in terms of like paving the way um, I don't know I feel like I'm still so young in it I hope that if someone's looking at what I'm doing, that hopefully they're seeing that I'm trying to do it with like journalistic integrity. Um, I would hope that that's something that they're seeing. Uh, and I'm hoping that I'm an open, friendly face that if they have questions that they can reach out. Because I know how like hard it can be to be like, I have no idea like if this is going to pay off. You know, it's, it's a hard field where it's like, one way that works for someone else doesn't work for another person. So it's not like, you know, you go to med school, you're going to become a doctor, right? You go to law school, most likely you'll become a lawyer. It's a field where you go to journalism school and you might not even do what you went to school for. So I'm just hoping that if people have questions along the way that I'm someone that they can maybe reach out to about it. Going back to like Idaho and mm-hmm. those small markets you were at, yeah. what was it like there? Because there's not a lot of black people in Idaho that I True, from yeah. my opinion, uh, knowledge so how was it being black there uh-huh. did you adjust well did you ever get like mean fans at you on social media or anything like that or was it smooth sailing the whole way to be honest like i never experienced actually there was one time i experienced something in idaho but it wasn't like a direct thing in the community i covered i really didn't know what to expect going to idaho and the people there are super friendly it was a big mormon community so i really didn't know what to expect with that but the people were super friendly. They were kind of like, they reminded me of people in the South growing up. Just like, everyone's friendly. Like, people there don't lock their doors. Um, it really, I didn't really have a problem with that because I think people saw, like, I came in with respect towards them versus coming with fear. I think if you come in with that fear, like, or you close yourself off because you are an other, a lot of times it can make it harder for you, which is why I think you have to be open-minded to certain situations. That being said, there was one um, situation where I felt like, oh, okay, this is a little different. And it was, I was covering um, state wrestling and it was two and a half hours away from uh, my market. And I remember there was this one team from Northern Idaho, which can get a little dicey if you're a minority. And I remember, it wasn't the players, the wrestlers, it was their parents. 
they were like saying all these things about some of the like Latino wrestlers. They were saying things about like the one black wrestler and I'm standing next to them. And I see them looking at me to see like, oh, you know, are we gonna get her to like react? And I'm sitting there in my mind, I'm like, all right, these guys are idiots. But I'm also like, I'm also on deadline. So I don't really have time to confront you guys because I'm on deadline. And I know, I think that's where the climate now has changed. Five years ago, if somebody on Twitter would have seen that I didn't react to that, or now, they would have been like, why didn't you react? You need to like do this. At the time, I think a lot of people don't realize at the time when you're in these situations as a minority, you have a job to do too. Like you, your first priority sometimes, if you're not in like immediate harm, danger, you have a job you have to do. Because if you don't make deadline, you know, your employer's not really gonna be like, well, why didn't you make deadline? Well, because like I like was confronting this guy was saying something about a wrestler and like, you know, and I just, it bothered me. Like, you're gonna be like, okay, you know? I see this with some, some students now and younger people. It is a much friendlier time to use your voice, right? But like when you're in these situations and you're making no money and that's your job and you're like, I don't wanna lose this job because there's so many people that want this job. I gotta make deadline. So. so what would you say to young aspiring black journalists who are trying to come up as like myself? Uh, mm -hmm. What would you tell us right now uh, with social media, how to maybe not clap back at people yeah. or how we should be carrying ourselves? Well, I got this question too last year from a student and she said, I really want to like give my opinions and stuff. And I told her, make sure that you are doing the journalism first. If you're, you know, in news or whatever, you're a student, you're on an assignment, Make sure you're getting the facts and everything for your story first before you give your opinion. Make sure you're building that foundation. Because I think it it's easy to just give your opinion on something, but like if you don't actually have the facts to back it up, someone can shoot right through your opinion-based argument. You're a journalist. If you're in journalism school, that's what you're supposed to do. You get both sides. Whether you like both sides or not, if you're reporting, you're reporting for a bigger community than yourself. And I do think the line gets blurred now because of the climate we're in right now, which makes it super tough. Um, and if you're a journalism professor, I think it makes it tough to teach. I don't know if I have a definitive answer for that, but I guess I always look at things from, first I'm gonna get the facts first from both sides and then go from there. Like I know how I feel about a situation, but that doesn't mean other people need to know how I feel right now. What would you say is a key piece of advice or a key Thing that you stuck onto or latched onto to help you gain your journalism integrity throughout your career so far? I think it was that. I mean, I think it was in journalism school, that's what you know I was taught. It was report these facts and you know, you go for this story and you you report it. Like you don't just give your opinion, you report it, and that will help you. And I think another thing too that's helped me is be willing to take risks. Like, I don't know, it's just Idaho is a big risk, like going that far away, I know a lot of people are like, oh my gosh, I would have never done that, I would have stayed closer, but like go see different parts of the country if you have the chance, this job you can travel with that, because you know, you can go take a job somewhere where you never envisioned yourself ever living, but then you gain the perspective of people in these different communities outside of just yours, outside of just Chicago, or outside of like the South where I'd grown up, you know? like. You should see those as adventures versus like, oh my God, I don't know anyone here. Like that's the hardest part after school was like making friends in a not built in community. And I think that 
this taking those chances and what you want to do career-wise can help you with that too like it helps you make friends in other places and then like when you go maybe if you go back home to Chicago you'd be like oh I, I have people that I met at my job in Wyoming that like now they work um, in LA and here's what we went through when we were in Wyoming and this could be a source for you down the road they're in LA they're in, you know what I mean like you never know where all these people in your life and you meet end up and it's I don't know I think it's like take it's an adventure take a risk financially oh. I don't want to say, preface that with finances yeah if you like if you're gonna like go into debt to do this and like you have to look at your finances I say that with that as an asterisk like financially if you can afford to take these risks take the risk if you are like hey I need to stay home I'm gonna work like a part-time job here and then like PA somewhere else in the city and try to get my from the door the other way and financially that's the best setup for you by all means like it's case by case but I think like if you have an offer somewhere you're like look I have an offer for like a TV job and like I don't know there's so many people that are like I have this job it's an anchor job in a small market or I can like be a PA at like a big network I tell people if you know what you want to do is be on TV like if you want to be on camera go with a job that puts you on camera because a lot of times yeah like maybe you could get in on the back route at a big network but like those small markets, I mean, so many mistakes there. It's like grad school, like you make so many mistakes there, but like no one's seeing it. So then when you go back to these places, maybe you had a connection to like you are seasoned, you know, like you're not just like I'm here and I'm like trying to do anchor reads on the side while I'm like grabbing someone's coffee. What's next for you in your career? Where do you see your career taking off? Uh, maybe you write books, lots of books or- That would be books. awesome. That would be amazing. I don't know. I'm trying to like focus on one day ahead because like I feel like like the Nigerian part of me is okay like so I need to like be think, you know what I mean like you're like okay like look we got this but like let's you know let's plan this and you know send yourself so I'm like for me I'm like just trying to actually live in the moment because I I think it does become a chase for you to spend so much time thinking what the next thing is where it's like you don't realize that like the thing in front of you is you can focus on that so. I'm really trying to work on that this year. I'm, I'm happy to be back in Chicago um, and I just kind of want to explore the city and get better at my job and learn a lot of new skills and just grow. So, and it's kind of a cop-out answer, but for it's me, okay. it's like real. No, it's okay. No, thank you so much. I yeah. Time. I know I ramble. No, I get no. excited about these things, but. That's okay. I really appreciate it. Thanks for listening to the Sports and Shield podcast this week with Nagazi Kelado. You can catch her on the Women's Sports Report on the Big Ten Network, 4.30 Eastern, 3.30 Central Time, each and every Monday on the Big Ten Network. Don't forget to follow her on Twitter and show some love to her. It was a pleasure to speak with her, and I hope that any young journalist who is wondering whether to make that leap to move to a smaller market or just to stay home and work at that big market and find their way, I hope you receive some encouragement from her during this podcast. You all, I hope you all have a great week. Be smart. Don't do anything stupid. It won't stop. You can't fight